Well, all right. Star Child, citizens of the universe, recording angels. We have returned to claim the pyramid. Partying on the mothership. I am the mothership connection. Get down in 3D. Light year group. Well, all right. Hear the noise, ain't nobody but me and the boys. Get down. What's up, what's up, what's up, my L.A. sport fam? This your boy, L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network and sponsored by DraftKings.com. We're in the slow portion of the uh, NBA season. We just had the NBA draft. I will touch on that a little bit in my second segment. In this first segment, I want to talk about you know, the player that everyone's talking about around the NBA nowadays, and that's the mercurial Kyrie Irving and where he's going to end up. And, of course, this guy lists, uh, I think he listed about six teams that he would rather play for or get traded to or go to or however the hell he thinks he's going to get there. And, of course, the Lakers and the Clippers were on that list. Let me start off with the Los Angeles Clippers. Stay the hell away from Kyrie Irving. You know, it's not going to take me to tell the Clippers brass to do that. Clippers are not going to touch this guy with a 10-foot pole. If they did, they'd be crazy. The Clippers team really does not need to do much at all. They will come back uh, next season with a healthy roster, a healthy Paul George, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, and then all the rest of the Clippers players who who pretty much played some very, very good basketball last year. They were just undermanned without uh, uh, Kyrie. I'm sorry, Kyrie. I always get Kawhi and Kyrie mixed up when I'm talking about these two players. Well, not mixed up uh, as far as their their makeup or anything like that, just their first names. But anyway, uh, Kawhi Leonard will be coming back healthy for the Clippers. They don't need any part of Kyrie Irving whatsoever on that basketball team. So uh, having said that, that leads us to the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, we all know that the, the, the Lakers are pretty much in an abyss right now. That team is just waddling in the mud. They really don't have a lot of options to do anything whatsoever. LeBron James is getting up there in age. Anthony Davis, we all know the story, the oft-injured Anthony Davis. And, of course, they have the albatross by the name of Russell Westbrook, who, you know, by many uh, accounts, uh, many of the uh, NBA pundits, many of the fans in the NBA know that he probably uh, probably not be on the Laker team this upcoming season. The problem is, what are you going to do? How are you going to get rid of him? Are you going to trade him to somebody? Who's going to give up some valuable assets for Russell Westbrook? Is Jeannie Buss going to cut a, a $45 million check to, to buy the guy out? Even for someone as loaded as Jeannie Buss, that's a lot of cheese, baby. You know, I don't know if she's going to cut a check like that. And again, the trade possibility, or will they even release the guy? Now, if if they if they're even thinking about getting Kyrie, well, first let's let's do this. How would Kyrie Irving fit on this Laker team? Let's say if Russell Westbrook wasn't there, just from a basketball perspective, you know you'd have him, of course, LeBron James and Anthony Davis as your big three, and let's just say that they all stay healthy throughout the entire season. The Lakers are still would still probably be in the same type of situation. They still don't have shooters on this team. You're going to have to pay Malik Monk some money if you want to keep him. 
You know, he came on last year like gangbusters, and you want to keep Malik Monk, you have to pay him. The only other shooter of significance on this team, Austin Reeves, you know, he, he was a rookie last year. He did okay, but he's not a, you know, J.J. Redick type of shooter. He's not a sharp shooter by any means. He's okay. You got Kendrick Nunn coming back, the guy that didn't play all year. Uh, uh, the most mysterious bone bruise in the history of the planet, but he'll be back next year. But other than that, who, who does who does the Lakers have? And even if you have those big three I mentioned, if you know, if they stay healthy, you know, could they make the playoffs? Yes. Would they make any noise in the playoffs? I doubt it. The West is just too loaded, first of all. And you have LeBron James, who's again is 37 years old. And, you know, injuries are starting to not necessarily pile up on LeBron James, but, you know, the last couple of seasons he's been getting nicked up. Anthony Davis, we don't even have to speak on him about injuries. Hell, when he gets out of bed in the morning sometime, he'll end up on a 15-day disabled list. And as far as Kyrie Irving goes, he's played, I want to say in the last three years, only 35% of the games with the Brooklyn Nets. So, you know, what would Kyrie Irving do uh, for the Lakers that, say, Russell Westbrook couldn't do? I mean, they're two different types of players, of course. Kyrie is the, the better player. But, you know, really, what sort of output are you going to get from Kyrie Irving if he's on the Los Angeles Lakers? But the Lakers are in a position right now where they may not have a choice. You know, if, if otherwise, you're going to be just trading, or you might as well just trade LeBron James and Anthony Davis and just start from scratch. The only way to get Kyrie Irving on this team, well, there's a couple of ways to get him on the team. Of course, Brooklyn can trade him to the Lakers on some sort of three-way. It'd have to be like a three-way type of trade with another team. And if you did that, the you know, Westbrook would be gone, but whatever team takes him on, they will demand both of those draft choices from the Lakers, a 2025 and 2027 draft pick, which is pretty much all the a assets that the Lakers have in the next four or five years they're going to have to give that up are you willing to give that up to get Kyrie Irving or let's say if Kyrie Irving opts out of his Brooklyn contract and then let's say he wants to play for the Lakers is he really going to lose I think it would be 27 28 million dollars he can only sign with the Lakers in that situation on the mid-level exception which is five or six million dollars or something like that now Kyrie has lost money before Maybe he's not driven by those millions of dollars. I, you know, I tend not to believe that, although he did lose around $17 million with the, you know, the vaccination issue, not playing and things like that. But in this particular case, I don't think Kyrie Irving is going to give up that kind of cheese. You feel me? He's not going to give up that kind of cheese. He just may be doing all this to gain leverage with the Brooklyn Nets to try to get that four-year, I think it'd be like four-year, $190 million contract. But if you're the Brooklyn Nets, are you willing to pay Kyrie Irving that? Think about it. Four years, $190 million for someone who has played 35% of the games in the last three years. He is also off injured. You know, here's a guy that didn't want to play for a while because he was distraught because of the insurrection on January the 6th. I mean, what's up, dude? Did you have some people that got injured in that crowd or worked for the Capitol Police or worked inside of uh, the Capitol building? And, you know, I, 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 I don't get it with this guy. I don't get it. But you have some teams out there or some team 
who may be desperate enough, who may think I'm Kyrie Irving away from winning a championship and I'll take my chances with this guy. You know, when he comes over to my team, you know, he's not going to be that mercurial, discontent, malcontent type of player. And he's going to play as many games as as uh, humanly possible when it comes to health. He's not going to take off. Uh, I, I, I teased uh, uh, in, a, in a, one of my last episodes that he's the only guy in the NBA who, who actually took off on FMLA. I'm not sure if they even have FMLA in the NBA, but you get what I'm saying. This guy is, I, I think if I'm the Lakers, I just wouldn't. I personally, I wouldn't do it. I'd have to try to get something else for Westbrook if you're going to trade him. Now, maybe Darvin Ham comes in there and he thinks he can turn Westbrook around and change his game, you know, um, from the aggressive to the basket, you know, shooting many outside jumpers that he know he can't make and, and change his game. I don't know if Westbrook's game can change at all. So it, it'll be interesting to see you know, what Darvin Ham's take would be on whether he would have Westbrook or Kyrie Irving. But the bottom line is the Lakers put themselves in that situation. You know, they got they got a championship, the bubble championship, whether or not, you know, some people think it's, uh, say, illegitimate championship. You know, I, I, you know I'm kind of on the fence on that. A ring is a ring. They won it. They won a championship. Everyone played on the same with the same rules and and, and the same situations and things like that. So I'm not going to take that away from the Lakers. But, you know, once they, once they gave up Ingram, uh, you know, Lonzo Ball and everything that they gave up to get Anthony Davis, they did win a championship out of it. But here they are right now. And the, the clock is ticking for the Lakers. LeBron James is not getting any younger. You know, Anthony Davis, is he, is he going to be motivated to play? You know, I, I you know maybe I should, I should I'll do another show on Anthony Davis. I can do a whole segment on him. I don't even know if he's motivated anymore to, you know, do whatever he can to win a championship, such as work on his craft in the off season. There was some sort of article a couple of weeks ago that says he hadn't touched a basketball in a long time. You know, maybe he doesn't think he has to. Hey, man, in this game, man, you, it's, it's, this is a twelve-month job. You have to work on your craft all year round, you know, especially if you're Anthony Davis, you know, what, what are you doing in the off season to prepare yourself for the upcoming season? I'm not so sure that Anthony Davis is uh, on the same page with say LeBron James, who takes care of his body religiously and practices and does everything that he can to get ready for the upcoming season. So having said all that, again, it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with Kyrie Irving, maybe Bradley Bill, is another option for the Los Angeles Lakers, but he would be in the same situation as far as money-wise if he opts out of the contract with the Washington Wizards, which, you know, by all accounts, he looks like he's getting ready to do. Then, you know, if he came to a, a team like the Lakers, he would have to take that mid-level exception. This guy's not going to get up that much cheese, man. I know I wouldn't. So a guy like Bradley Beal, either he signs that Supermax with the Wizards and just play in obscurity and not make the playoffs, or if you do, just get bounced out in the first round or maybe the playing game, yada, yada, yada. Or does he demand or does Washington do some sort of three-rate trade, trade him somewhere where a team can pay him uh, the backs, which which what Bradley Beal deserves, and see how that goes. You know, maybe the Lakers can be in play 
on something like that. So the bottom line, again, as far as the Kyrie Irving situation, uh, as far as the L.A. Clippers go, I would not touch him with a 10-foot pole. The Clippers team, as it is constructed right now, looks to be very, very good. And the Lakers, it's just, you know, who knows? Who knows? The front office, they, they call them the bumbling front office right now, nowadays. I don't know who's running the thing. Is Palenka going to make a decision on what happens with Westbrook? You know, Darvin Ham is not going to make a decision. He's just coming in as the brand-new coach. Is it going to be Jeannie Buss that's going to make a decision of what happens? I, I really don't think the – you know, I wouldn't call them the bumbling uh, front office, by the way. They did win a championship in 2020. So I wouldn't call them bumbling. But right now, they're just in a really, really bad situation. It's going to take some smarts. It's going to take someone like Palenka or whomever – to, to pull off the, uh, a trade, a three-way trade, or try to get, you know, if you're going to do a Kyrie Irving or Bradley Bill, try to get him to come to L.A. for a mid-level exception and then next year sign a supermatch contract with the Lakers. So we shall see. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens with uh, especially Kyrie Irving in the next few weeks. So before I get to my second segment on the NBA draft, here's a word from our sponsor, DraftKings.com. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings same game parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be assessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK that's 467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text Tennessee Red Line that's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. Must be 21 and older in all those states just mentioned. 18 and above in New Hampshire and Wyoming. You must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 cost required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Welcome to motherfucking Detroit. Damn it, Wonderboy. Yeah, yeah. Tricky. That's what's good, man. They all say tricky. Boom, just a so 
hit the room, you can hear him holla goon squad in this bit bit. Let me hear you holla goon squad in this bit bit. Let me hear you holla running half in this bit bit. So who am I gonna call on when I ain't got them boys with me in this? All right, all right, all right. Again, it's your boy L.A. Ray Harris, host of L.A. Courtside Podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, sponsored by, as you just heard, DraftKings.com. Just want to touch on the NBA draft that concluded a few days ago really, really quickly. As far as the L.A. Lakers and L.A. Clippers, of course, they did not have a second-round draft choice. I'm sorry, they did not have a first-round draft choice. They only had second-round draft choices. And... As far as the Lakers are concerned, they drafted Max Christie from Michigan State. Um, you guys know I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan. I'll talk about who won the draft, by the way, in a second. But originally from Detroit, so I'm familiar with Michigan State, Michigan basketball, and, of course, the Detroit Pistons. But the uh, Lakers, they drafted Max Christie, a shooting guard from Michigan State. And what the Lakers are getting there is a he's a five-star prospect. It was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. Uh, huge, huge accolades. I believe he may have been one of the top ten players in the country or something like that. He did not have quite the freshman season at Michigan State that many thought he would. His shooting was not uh, there as it was in high school. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't horrible. But the percentage wasn't there. I think he only shot like maybe 37% overall. But one thing that Max Christie had to do was guard a lot of the better players in the Big Ten uh, on, on defense. And toward the end of the year, you can tell that his legs were kind of getting, um, say, a little tired. And, uh, you know, even for a 19-year-old. And uh, his shooting suffered as a result. But I believe with the Lakers, and I, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to make the Lakers squad or not, or he's going to end up in the G League for some seasoning. But the Lakers do need shooting, and Max Christie has a lot of confidence in himself. He said himself, you know, I did not shoot that well in college in my freshman year at Michigan State, but he's not worried about that. He says he knows he's a great shooter, and he's going to be able to shoot uh, much better in the NBA. And that remains to be seen, of course. But, you know, if the Lakers, uh, you know, groom and develop this guy, I think Max Christie in the long run is going to be a pretty good player. You know, again, they have Austin Reeves on the Lakers as far as shooting. Uh, You know, Malik Monk is not the best outside. He's really, really streaky, you know, as a slasher type of guy. Max Christie, when he's on, he can shoot the pill, trust and believe. So I think the Lakers are getting a pretty good player you know, for a second-round draft choice, number 35 overall in Max Christie. Keep in mind that Draymond Green from Michigan State was drafted number 35 overall way, 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 way back in the day by the Golden State Warriors. And Draymond Green let everyone know that, too. Another uh, Michigan State prospect drafted number 35, so that means he's going to be an all-star. That's what uh, Draymond Green uh, was saying You know, he's never at a loss for words. As far as the Clippers are concerned, uh, another uh, player with Michigan ties, uh, University of Michigan, Musa Diabate. Now, he is, uh, he's like a 6'8", 6'9", wiry type guy. He is not a shooter. He's like a slasher. The shot can definitely get better. But the Clippers have so many shooters on their team. He's a guy that I'm pretty sure they're going to stash away in the G League, get more seasoning. You know, he's he's a leaper. You know, he's a, he's a rebounder. He can defend pretty well. 
but he needs some more seasoning in terms of his offensive game and, you know, maybe his footwork and, and things like that uh, when he gets the ball in the post and those sorts of things. So I think uh, the Clippers, again, for a number 43 pick in the draft, you know, you can't get any worse than, than Musa Diabate. You know, again, a guy just, just put him in the G League, get some seasoning, and, and you know, see where it goes. As far as the top of the draft is concerned, you know, of course, the Magic selected Paolo Banchero. Paolo Banchero from Duke. That was kind of a surprise. A lot of people thought Jabari Smith would go number one. Uh, I was one of those, uh, you know, Jabari Smith fans from Auburn. that I thought he was going to go number one to the Magic, but uh, they picked Banchero. And Banchero has a, you know, a well-rounded type of game, you know, along with Jabari Smith. So that was kind of a surprise. And uh, we'll see how that works out for the Magic. But, you know, Paolo can definitely play. There's no doubt about that. And, oh, uh, man, did you see the suit that kid had on at the draft? Man, he, uh, and, and the chain around that, that dude was blinging, blinging out cold. Second pick in the draft, Chet Holmgren, the seven-footer from Gonzaga. You know, a lot of people still are talking about how thin he is and things like that, and he is. But, you know, his body is what it is. One thing about this kid is he can definitely shoot the ball from the outside. He can handle the ball. He can pass the ball. And, you know, he's he's very, very aggressive. He, you know, he's not scared to mix it up. You know, talks a little, you know, talks a little trash. When you hear him on these interviews, he's a very, very confident kid, too. Very, very confident kid. And, the, you know, the OKC Thunder, he had the number two pick and drafted him. So we'll see how that works out for the Thunder. The Thunder have a ton of draft choice, first round draft choices in the next two or three years. And, you know, if they hit home runs on these draft choices, you know, look for the Thunder to be a force to be reckoned with in the Western Conference as long as they can hold on to my boy Shake, Shake Gill. Shake Gill just Alexander. If they can hold on to him, you know, along with Josh Giddy and the rest of those young kids they have over there, I think the Thunder is on the ascension. So, um, and they needed a center. So we'll see how Chet works out with them. I hope he really, really does well. And then the third pick of the draft, um, Jabari Smith, the, the aforementioned Jabari Smith that I just mentioned. You know, this guy, man, if you, ever, if you have not seen him play, he has the, a release on his shot that's almost unblockable. I mean, the guy's like, what is he, like 6'9", maybe 6'10", maybe. more, Probably more so 6'9", but the height that he gets on his jump shot and, 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 you know, he has long arms, and you just, you know, can't block his shot. You know, you can't. And I believe he, of the three, between uh, Bacero, Benchero, Holmgren, and Smith, I think Smith is going to end up being a better player. Now, of those three, now the best player in this entire draft, I think, is going to be Jay Nivey. And I just mentioned a few minutes ago uh, about who won the draft. And there's no doubt in my mind. I'm not trying to be a homer here because I'm from Detroit. But I think the Detroit Pistons won this draft. Jaden Ivey has a chance to be the best player in this draft. He's like a John Morant clone. Not comparing him to John Morant right now. Okay, Pistons fan. He's not that. Not right now. But this kid is fearless. Going to the basket, fearless. If he improves on his jump shot, just like John Morant has improved on his, he can almost be an unstoppable type player. You know, he's not a he's not a distributor as of yet. Like John Morant had improved on that game, handling the ball, um, distributing to other teammates in the paint, you know, driving and dishing, things like that. John Morant is getting much better at that. He's not just a, a leaper anymore. 
Jaden Ivey just really, really reminds me of John Moran. And then the Pistons swung a trade with the Charlotte Hornets and the uh, New York Knicks. And they were able to draft Jalen Duran, who's only, nine, I believe he's only 19, may even be 18, 18 or 19. Man, this, this kid reminds me of a young, a young Dwight Howard, not the old Dwight Howard. He's like 6'11", 7 foot, 250 pounds, has a 42-inch vertical, you know, 7 foot 5 wingspan. He just eats up all the rebounds. His offensive game needs to be refined, of course, but he's an old-school type of center. He's not, you know, he's not going to be standing out there shooting three-point shots like Chet Holmgren or anybody like that. But I tell you what, if, if he can develop some sort of post-game, you know, like a DeAndre Ayton type a game, if he can develop that, then Detroit has found themselves a gem in Jalen Duran. So they were able to pick up Duran and Ivy in this draft. And with those two guys, I think they won the draft. So that, that particular clip, that song you just heard, Welcome to Detroit. Welcome to Detroit, fellas. Jalen Duran, Jaden Ivy. You know, make sure you go, uh, you know, visit some of the, the Coney Islands in Detroit and, you know, go to downtown Detroit, hang out on the Detroit River, you know. Keep your head on a swivel. Detroit is, not, you know, it's just like any other major city, Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. You know, it has their problem. You guys are going to be making so much money. You're going to be living in Bloomfield Hills and all that other kind of stuff. But you're going to be hanging out in Detroit on occasion. So just be careful. You know, be careful. You know, watch where you go and uh, watch what you do and watch who you do it with. And you'll be fine. So, again, to Jaden Ivey and Jalen Duran. Welcome to Detroit as the clip uh, you just heard. So with that, my L.A. sports fan, that ends episode number 104. Again, thanks for listening. Wherever you get your podcast from, uh, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast from, make sure you subscribe to L.A. Courts App Podcast so you don't miss any further episodes. And with that, my L.A. sports fan and all my NBA sports fan, until the next episode of L.A. Courtside. That's what's good, man. They all say tricky. Boom, just as soon as we hit the room, you can hear him holla goon squad in this big, big. Let me hear you holla goon squad in this big, big.